0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Eurizio, founder of Soul Language, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. And I'm really dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity, create a life based on freedom. This is Ask and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And today I'm with Peggy Matheson. And we're talking about moving past self-doubt. And what I really enjoy about Peggy is that she's created this amazing book based on poetry and some drawings that she's going to talk about today. And it seems to be a really healing journey in writing this book and writing these poems for herself and for others. So welcome, Peggy. Hi. Thanks, Jennifer. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy that you are too. And of course, I always start with the first question, which is, what has your soul been sharing with you throughout your journey?
1: That I'm good enough.
0: Good share. It's a good share, right?
1: Yeah, that I'm, that I, I'm good enough if I can get past my own thoughts and get to the heart of it, that everything's perfect. It's going exactly as it should and that I have everything I need.
0: Beautiful. So how, how are you moving past the th- thoughts
1: Do you use
0: writing, but tell us a little bit more about that.
1: So um, I have uh, used writing. I, I journal, there's different kinds of journaling. When I wrote my book, which is a lot of poetry that I wrote over several years. Um, I was doing something called morning pages. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Julia mm-hmm. Cameron, of course. Um, and and that just started started to develop because I was getting bored, actually. So mm-hmm. I, I started rhyming. And that really, really brought me to this creative space where I really started to write. This, these poems started to come out of me. And the interesting thing was that it was at a time when I didn't realize it, but I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And this really, this tapping into my creative self really kept me connected to my power and to my truth during that difficult time. And I didn't even realize that until retrospect, you know, after the thoughts. I mean, yeah.
0: Right. Cause you're, you, util- are you are actually speaking your truth, right? Even if it's just written and tucked away, you're learning how to use your voice in a, in a better way. Right. Yeah. So what is the biggest thing that your poem, your poems and writing this book, uh, has helped you understand about yourself?
1: Well, then I'm an artist that I have connection with the divine. And that the divine has a work to do through me. And okay,
0: we, I just want to pause everyone, rewind that and listen to that again, because that's true for everyone. So if you don't know it now, listen to what Peggy just said, rewind it and keep rewinding it, and rewinding it until it sinks in. Amazing, Peggy.
1: Yeah, that I, um, that I'm a conduit and that God's or the divine is the water and I'm just the faucet and he has a work to do through me that the words and the the pictures and the both not only the the pictures that the words create but the pictures that i've created for the words all of that come from him and that there's a reason i'm here and that i have something to offer and that and i have seen that there's a lot of when um particularly with women when they read my poetry it's like oh my gosh that's so spot on i've never been able to say it like that so it gives gives women words that they can't, they don't have for themselves. So anyway, it's just an amazing, just an incredible journey to be able to tap into the, being the conduit for that voice, for the creativity.
0: So, um you know, so often as I write, uh, you know, as well, and I, especially when I wrote my little book of prayers and I read it, I'm like, oh my God, I
1: read that. And Do you, know? you have that similar uh situation happen to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And sometimes when I'm down, I just read through my poetry and I'm going, okay, okay, we got this. We can do this. This is going to work. This is, yeah. So I can inspire myself when I go back and read it because it's Uh, not really just me. Right. Right. And I think
0: that's, what's truly important. Like really sitting in that connection of divinity and seeing it on paper is pretty amazing. So do you want to share one of uh, your poems with us? The, I want you to share the one that uh, you gravitate towards again and again and again.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to share this one. It's actually the picture on the front of the book is the picture for this. And it's a, a red high heel, a big red high heel. And there's a lot of other stuff around it. But um, that's kind of like a tub with the girls sitting in it. And so the, the title of this poem is called Tubalard tub that's not me, but I have a thickness sure as can be. It creeps on in and paints me fat, keeping me worried about all that. Then the thoughts come flooding too. They keep me from really seeing you, for I'm worried about me now, how I look. I know it's not the cover but the book, yet I have a critic in my head that makes me feel so bad that I eat bread or stub my face at night when I'm sad. That old fart, she makes me so mad. So I worry and I fret and I work out and I sweat. And the thickness starts to go and the critic starts to say, you're not so fat now, you're better than the rest. And I should kick her out and lock the door, but I really like the fact that she thinks I'm the best. So I see so and I gloat and I gloat and I sweat and I put her in the closet and I play this little game. If I just forget about her, then maybe she'll go away. Then the thickness start to creep and at the door she starts to peep and here I feel all bad again and names start flying like fat again. Oh, stop it now. I'm done with this and hug her big and plant a kiss. I love you anyway, I say, any way you choose to play. And so it starts. I change the game to loving me and her the same. So now no matter what she says, I send my love and go to bed.
0: I love that. And it's, and I mean this with really a big compliment. It's very Dr. Seuss.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I, I actually have a children's poem. That's a very Dr. Seuss poem that I'm going to be publishing too. So that's a rhyming book. So thank you. That's the highest compliment. Yeah.
0: Um, What do you suggest to someone who wants to kind of start to tap into their
1: creativity? That's a really good question. You know, I would suggest that they make a list of things they'd love to do. I mean, love, not like I have to go to yoga, but I know I'm going to feel better after I really love yoga, but I really don't want to get out of bed. That's not love. These are things we really want. And this is like an ice cream cone. It's yummy in the beginning and yummy in the middle and yummy in the end. So I would make a list of things like that. And it could be just could be just going for a five minute walk, it could be eating raspberries. I mean, it could be something simple like that. Start to tap into what you want, and what you love. Because this connection to our creative self is, is taps into our personal power. And if we don't know what we want, and what we love, it's going to be really hard to play in that arena. So that would be, that's, that's one thing that I think would be a great beginning. Beautiful. And what's
0: the biggest thing that you learned during your creative process?
1: Wow. What's the biggest thing that I've learned during my creative process? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know what? I have learned that I am, now, please don't take this wrong. <laughs> I've learned that I am more beautiful than I ever thought.
0: Why would I take that wrong? I think that's a great thing to know.
1: I, I feel like, you know, I look back at this, I published this book and I look at that and I go, you know what, that is beauty to me. Beauty is holy. It's not just a physical appearance. And, you know, we're talking about creativity. We're talking about sacred ground. And we're talking about connecting with the divine, whether it's, you know, bearing children on one hand, or whether it's creating a spreadsheet, something that we love, there's so much joy to be had. And I, I think that, that, that there's so much power in that joy. And I guess that's part of what I feel like the beauty is, is that it's like, this is, I, I get to express myself in this way. And it's just the most, I'm just so incredibly grateful for it because I, I feel the beauty in my life and I feel beautiful when I look at this you know, you know, if that does that, is that making sense? Of
0: course. Yeah. No, I get that. I think, you know, I think those, when we have those, those transformations, when we, when we're connected, when we have those creative inspirations and when we look at them, we're just realizing our own divinity and that's freaking beautiful and amazing and worthwhile. And when we're not remembering that, we're just feeling disconnected. And that's when all the little voices come in and really get to do their dirty work.
1: Right. And those voices, I mean, I, that's part of what I address in the book. Just like that poem, there are others in there too. Those voices in our head are not who we are. And so as we start to build this understanding of who we are through our joy, through things we want to do, not just have to, but want to do, there's like this. Um, it's like a snowball effect of this of this positivity positivity that can come into our life, even if what we're creating comes out of sadness or pain. I mean, there's some poems in this book that are very sad and some that are really painful. Um, but it, it's still the whole thing can create this this incredible validation of life and of who we are. And that's extremely important. Yeah. So how do they get your book? Um, you can go to peggymatheson.com And there's a link on there that says book or PeggyMathison.com forward slash book. And you'll be able to click on that and get it right there.
0: Beautiful. So my last question is, if you were a magnet under your higher powers refrigerator,
1: what would your magnet say? Ah. If I were a magnet on my fire powers refrigerator, what would my magnets say? I love you. That's
0: a good saying. Can't go wrong with that. I love you. I love you.
1: Yeah.
0: Peggy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your poetry today and for helping people take their creative step on knowing that they are, their own to see and to kind of express their own divinity so thank you so much
1: You yeah, thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure i appreciate
0: it you're so welcome everyone you've been listening to ask and answered by soul and of course i'm jennifer rizzo this podcast uh is dedicated to helping you to understand your soul is the answer if you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul please secure your free sacred practice tool at soul language.us forward slash sacred practice and again feel free to share this pod tra- podcast review it rate it and of course reach out to all uh, my amazing guests so everyone bye for now miles
1: are you ready to record our promo for season two of the One to bet podcast
0: david have you ever seen a grown man naked
1: miles we're not here to quote lines from airplane we're here to tell people that season two starts august 18th